Good morning and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year, following the weekly Torah portions and reading from the rest of Scripture daily as well. I'm Johanna, your reader today. Today is Friday the 24th of March, the 2nd of Nisan. Normally on Fridays, Sarah Ruth would be reading for you, but we've had uh, some trouble with the files and some technical issues with the audio files. So God willing, next week you'll be hearing from Sarah Ruth again. But uh, today in history was also the day when the first red heifer was prepared. This is according to tradition from Numbers 19, 1 through 22. Speak to the sons of Israel that they bring you an unblemished red heifer in which is no defect and on which a yoke has never been placed. This week our parasha is Vayikra, which means and he called. That's our portion from the Torah this week. Um, Today we're going to start with Leviticus, or Vaikra, 4, 27 through 5 and verse 10. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua, the Messiah, our Master. If anyone of the common people sins unwittingly in doing any of the mitzvot the Lord has commanded not to be done and is guilty, if his sin which he has sinned is made known to him, then he shall bring for his offering a goat, a female without blemish. For his sin which he had sinned, He shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill the sin offering in the place of burnt offering. The Kohen shall take some of its blood with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and the rest of its blood he shall pour out at the base of the altar. All its fat he shall take away, like the fat that is taken away from the sacrifice of peace offerings, and the Kohen shall burn it on the altar for a pleasant aroma to the Lord. And the Kohen shall make atonement for him, and he shall be forgiven. If he brings a lamb as his offering for a sin offering, he shall bring a female without blemish. He shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill it for a sin offering in the place where they kill the burnt offering. The Kohen shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and all the rest of its blood he shall pour out at the base of the altar. He shall remove all its fat, like the fat of the lamb is removed from the sacrifice of peace offerings, and the Kohen shall burn them on the altar, on the offerings of the Lord made by fire. And the Kohen shall make atonement for him concerning his sin, that he has sinned, and he will be forgiven. If a soul sins in that he hears a public adjuration to testify, he being a witness, whether he has seen or known, if he does not report it, then he shall bear his iniquity. 
Or if anyone touches any unclean thing, whether it is the carcass of an unclean animal, or the carcass of unclean livestock, or the carcass of unclean creeping things, and it is hidden from him, and he is unclean, then he shall be guilty. Or if he touches the uncleanness of man, whatever his uncleanness is with which he is unclean, and it is hidden from him, when he knows of it, then he shall be guilty. Or if anyone swears rashly with his lips to do evil or to do good, whatever it is that a man might utter rashly with an oath, and it is hidden from him, when he knows of it, then he will be guilty of one of these. So it shall be, when he is guilty of one of these, he shall confess that in which he has sinned, and he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord for his sin which he has sinned a female from the flock, a lamb or a goat for a sin offering. And the Kohen shall make atonement for him concerning his sin. If he cannot afford a lamb, then he shall bring his trespass offering for that in which he has sinned, two turtle doves or two young pigeons to the Lord, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. He shall bring them to the Kohen, who shall first offer the one which is for the sin offering. He shall wring off its head from its neck, but shall not sever it completely. He shall sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. He shall offer the second for a burnt offering, according to the ordinance, and the Kohen shall make atonement for him concerning his sin which he has sinned, and he shall be forgiven. That was Leviticus 4.27 through 5 and verse 10. Today's portion from the prophets is Isaiah or Yeshayahu 27. In that day, the Lord, with his fierce and great and strong sword, will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, and Leviathan, the twisted serpent, and he will kill the dragon that is in the sea. In that day, sing to her, a pleasant vineyard, I, the Lord, am its keeper. I will water it every moment, lest anyone damage it. I will keep it night and day. Wrath is not in me, but if I should find briars and thorns, I would do battle. I would march on them. I would burn them together. Or else, let him take hold of my strength, that he may make peace with me. Let him make peace with me. In days to come, Yaakov will take root. Israel will blossom and bud, and they will fill the surface of the world with fruit. Has he struck them as he struck those who struck them? Or are they killed like those who killed them were killed? In measure, when you send them away, you contend with them. He has removed them with his rough blast in the day of the east wind. Therefore, by this the iniquity of Yaakov will be forgiven. And this is all the fruit of taking away his sin that he makes all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten in pieces, 
so that the Asherah poles and the incense altars shall rise no more. For the fortified city is solitary, a habitation deserted and forsaken like the wilderness. The calf will feed there, and there he will lie down and consume its branches. When its bows are withered, they will be broken off. The women will come and set them on fire, for they are a people of no understanding. Therefore, he who made them will have no compassion on them, and he who formed them will not show them favor. And it will happen in that day that the Lord will thresh from the flowing stream of the Euphrates to the brook of Egypt, and you will be gathered one by one, sons of Israel. It will happen in that day that a great shofar will be blown, and those who were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and those who were outcasts in the land of Egypt shall come, and they will worship the Lord in the holy mountain at Yerushalayim. That was Yeshayahu, or Isaiah, chapter 27. Today's portion from the writings is Proverbs, that is Mishlei in Hebrew, um, 19. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than he who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. It is not good for a soul to be without knowledge, and he who hurries with his feet sins. The foolishness of man perverts his way. His heart rages against the Lord. Wealth adds many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he who pours out lies shall not go free. Many will entreat the favor of a ruler, and every one is a friend to a man who gives gifts. All the relatives of the poor shun him. How much more do his friends avoid him? He pursues them with pleas, but they are gone. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding shall find good. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he who utters lies shall perish. Delicate living is not appropriate for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and a wife's quarrels are a continual dripping. House and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness casts into a deep sleep, and the idle soul shall suffer hunger. He who keeps a mitzvah keeps his soul, but he who is contemptuous in his ways shall die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. He will reward him. Discipline your son, for there is hope. Do not be a willing party to his death. A man of great anger will suffer the penalty, for if you rescue him, you must do it again. Listen to counsel 
and receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter end. There are many plans in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will prevail. That which makes a man to be desired is his kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, then contentment. He rests and will not be touched by evil. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Smite a scoffer, and the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke one who has understanding, and he will gain knowledge. He who robs his father and drives away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. If you stop listening to instruction, my son, you will stray from the words of knowledge. A corrupt witness mocks justice, and the mouth of the wicked gulps down iniquity. Penalties are prepared for scoffers, and beatings for the backs of fools. That was Proverbs, or Michelet, 19. Next is our final portion for this Friday. It is from the Apostles, and it is Acts 18. Once again, I just want to say sorry for mixing up the order of our chapters in Acts this week. I read you Acts 17 instead of 16 on Wednesday. So Karen uh, made up for that yesterday by reading 16. And now here we are picking up in chapter 18 again. So please excuse our little mix-up from this week. After these things, Shaul departed from Athens and came to Corinth, and he found a certain Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he came to them, and because he practiced the same trade, he lived with them and worked, for by trade they were tent makers." And he reasoned in the synagogue every Shabbat, and persuaded Jews and Greeks. But when Sila and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Shaul was compelled by the Ruach, testifying to the Jews that Yeshua was the Messiah. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook out his clothing and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am clean. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed there and went into the house of a certain man named Justice, one who worshipped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. And Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord with all his house. Many of the Corinthians, when they heard, believed and were immersed. Now the Lord said to Shaul in the night by a vision, Do not be afraid. But speak, and do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many people in this city. And he lived there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews with one accord rose up against Shaul and brought him before the judgment seat, saying, This man persuades men to worship God, contrary to the Torah. 
But when Shaul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, If indeed it were a matter of wrong or of wicked crime, you Jews, it would be reasonable that I should bear with you. But if they are questions about words and names and your own law, look to it yourselves, for I do not want to be a judge of these matters. So he drove them from the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks seized Sostenus, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. Gallio did not care about any of these things. Now Shaul, having stayed after this many more days, took his leave of the brothers and sailed from there for Syria, together with Priscilla and Aquila. He shaved his head in Sencrie, for he had a vow, and he came to Ephesus, and he left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. And when they asked him to stay with them a longer time, he declined, but taking his leave of them, he said, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you if God wills. Then he set sail from Ephesus. And when he had landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the assembly and went down to Antioch. Having spent some time there, he departed and went through the region of Galatia and Phrygia in order, establishing all the disciples. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, an Alexandrian by race, an eloquent man, came to Ephesus. He was mighty in the scriptures. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Yeshua, although he knew only the immersion of Yohanan. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he had determined to pass over into Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to receive him. When he had come, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he powerfully refuted the Jews, publicly showing by the scriptures that Yeshua was the Messiah. That was Acts 18. And it concludes this episode. However, if you are reading through the Apostles twice in this cycle, you'll be reading Revelation 12 today also. I just want to take a minute to thank all of you sweet listeners who send us encouraging emails. Um, and for our patrons who are just the best ever, thank you so much for your love and support of this podcast. I know that at times we have not, you know, this, I feel like for a couple of weeks, my voice has been quite sore and rough, not probably the easiest to listen to. And as we said in the past, it's a podcast for busy moms by busy moms. We're not professional readers by any means, but we just want to uh, find a way to get these daily bread readings out to as many as want to hear them. So thank you for bearing with our mistakes for some of the podcast episodes that have been a little bit rough in, in the sound quality and in our voice, um, just, you know, sore voices. 
thank you for your understanding and kindness. <clears throat> and also to remind you that we would love to see you in December here in Israel. If your family is meant to be here, um, it would be so, so much fun to connect with you and get to see some of you face to face. Um, it will be during Hanukkah, December 7th through the 18th. So check out the details on that trip on the website dailybreadmoms.com forward slash Israel trip. And yeah, that's it for today. May you have a blessed day of preparation for Shabbat and go in the grace of our Lord. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom until next time.